What did you eat for breakfast? <laughs> I had kimchi fried rice and an egg on top. Welcome to episode 69 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services, go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, and I'd be extremely grateful if you would, I have added a page on musiconyourownterms.com to allow you to do just that. I'm especially excited because Celestian Speakers have launched their own affiliate program where they supply me with a unique link, and if you buy something from their site, I get a percentage of the sale and it costs you nothing extra. I've been using Celestian Speakers for decades, and now they have made a huge library of IRs or impulse responses of their speakers. If you don't know what an IR is, it's a direct recording of a specific signal chain, usually an amp, speaker cab, and mic, that allows you to record your bass or guitar direct and have a ton of speakers and mics including their positioning at your fingertips without needing to have all those speakers in your recording space. All you have to do is use an IR plugin and load them in. So head over to musiconyourownterms.com, go to the support the podcast page, click the link, browse their library and try them in your DAW today. Back in April of this year, I spoke to Olympia, Washington-based pianist Al Gilliam. During the interview, we had a great deal of technical difficulties, but Al was gracious enough to re-record his answers so he could produce a full episode and tell his story. During our discussion, we learned that Al heard solo piano music in the NICU as a premature baby and was inspired to play by his grandmother. We also discover the incredible weight of emotion that fuels Al's moving pieces and the inspiration behind his most recent album, The Light in Dark Spaces. To continue my narrative on mental health and to augment the subjects brought up in this episode, I believe that not only do we need to place more emphasis as a society on dealing with the problems in our collective psyche, but also encourage a shift away from the attitude that showing vulnerability and emotion are signs of weakness. The more work we put into our own mental health and developing our emotional intelligence, the stronger we become. I truly believe that music and art in general are extremely powerful tools, not only as cathartic outlets, but also as communicative vessels. We can explore our deepest thoughts that we may not otherwise have the vocabulary to express. So please continue to support others that are struggling with their mental health. And if you're struggling yourself, please reach out. Please get help. It's okay not to be okay. Please consider helping me support the National Fibromyalgia Association by purchasing the shirt I created that you can find on the Music On Your Own Terms store at musiconyourownterms.com or just click the link in the show notes. $10 from each shirt will be donated to the cause and will go to help with education, research, and helping sufferers of the disease such as myself with resources for managing this chronic pain condition. So here is my interview with Al. All right, so welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Today I'm joined by Al Gilliam, who is a pianist from Olympia, Washington. How, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks so much for having me, Simon. 
Oh, you're very welcome. So I was reading, um, I was reading your bio, which is very well written and quite a lot of alliteration, as it were. Um, you, you started off. Well, actually, I'll let you tell the story because uh, it's your story. Yeah. So I was born a pound eleven ounces, and the doctors decided to wire speakers into my isolate, which kept me warm, and um, the. A lot of the orchestral music and other types of music had a lot of dynamic contrast and the one type of music that didn't have that was solo piano music so the doctors played solo piano music for me and I think that that's kind of where my love of the piano first got sparked. Awesome. And it's also said your, your grandmother was a pianist or is a pianist? Yeah, she was a pianist. So, um, I mean, what prompted the doctors to do that? Was that like a, an experiment to see if you responded as such a small baby? Or was it something that maybe your parents requested? Or It's uh, something that my parents requested uh, okay. uh, to have done. Uh, it was back in the 1980s when uh, premature babies weren't able to be touched or held for fear of for sure. germs and, and whatnot. So they wanted to mm -hmm. uh, give me a sense of comfort. Um, cool. So, uh, yeah. So let's just talk about your music. I mean, what other? So, so that obviously inspired you to become a pianist. Um, where where does your music come from? I and mean, is it? I mean, you do mention that you you have like obviously classical influences, grunge. So, are you, are you a fan of um, lots of different influences? And you'd say it just kind of seeps in there, or? The question of where my music comes from is a really beautiful one. Uh, I do have a lot of different influences that have shaped and molded my musical style and identity. And I'm constantly seeking out new artists and new ways of thinking and remixing and mashing different styles and genres together. Um, and you've got two albums out. Uh, one is called uh, Place of Peace, which I see you have um, some standards, a um, couple of covers. And then you, the new one that just came out is The Light in Dark Places. Um, and is that completely original? Yeah, my new album, The Light in Dark Spaces, is, is completely all original pieces. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, so basically uh, my question is the, the two albums and the titles and the... the um, kind of the theme, the, the, the theme running through the music seems like it's from um, a perspective of someone who is in or has been in dark places and is trying to find the light in the dark places rather than somebody who's kind of reaching out to other people. So what's the, I mean, I guess my question is, what's the impetus of that? You know, is that a mental health, uh, from a mental health perspective? Is it from something else? The album really weaves threads of hope through the past two years of my life. That's a really beautiful observation. The, yeah, the album is kind of me being in the midst of um, some challenging experiences over the past two years and really trying to find hope and hopefully inviting other people to come alongside me and join me on a journey to find hope. 
Sure. So you, would you say that the music is is a, a very big part of it is, is a catharsis? Yeah, I'd say that music is really how I process and integrate the world around me. Um, and what is your writing process? Is it, uh, so you know, uh, lots of people have different ways of writing. Um, do you have a subject or a feeling in mind and it just comes out of you? Or do you have a bunch of different parts that you put together and then, you know, you, you keep plugging away at it until you got a piece you're happy with. And then, you know, maybe on reflection, it kind of makes you feel like you are pouring out this emotion and then you name it from that perspective. Like how, how does it work for you? For me, the creative process is very, is very much, I have something that I'm going through that I'm trying to process and I'll sit down and be improvising and then maybe get caught on a, a lick or a set of notes and kind of extrapolate a melody in a larger sketch of a piece from that point. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it's really important to have a, a daily creative practice in which I sit down and write or work on a piece each day even if I don't like what I'm working on or writing it's it helps keep my creative spark alive and really nurture that so that when I do have an idea or hear a melody in my head I'm able to translate that awesome um yeah and i was just listening to uh the the title track of the latest cd um and uh, at the beginning you know you, you, you uh the, the title the light in dark places kind of conjures up being uh again it could conjure up a feeling of someone shining a light in dark places but the way the um the structure of it, it it starts out very uh it starts out very major sounding and happy but then it's it gradually increases in minor keys and then dissonance and then you get that um you know kind of resurgence of happiness at the end um so it's almost like uh something happened in the middle and it's kind of a story about something happening so what do you have a story behind that one yeah, the Light and Dark Spaces is really about my own journey through periods in my life where I've had feelings of anxiety and depression and figuring out how to cope with that and integrate that and uh, learn to, to ride the waves. Awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing. I mean, yeah, it definitely struck a chord with me as well. Um you know, I've suffered from mental illness and, you know, depression, anxiety as well for, for a long time. So it, it, it definitely, the, I mean, the whole album definitely has those kind of feels for one of a better word. So, yeah, I just want to be a bit technical for a second. Um, how do you record your piano? Do you have multiple microphones for different strings? And um, like, yeah, can you talk through the recording process? Yeah, so the my album, The Light and Dark Spaces, I actually crowdfunded and had the honor and privilege of going to Robert Lang Studios in Charline, Washington, where I recorded the album. Um, I worked with a 
incredible audio recording engineer, Kevin Yunkins. And he did all of the mic setup and everything. We had two mics inside the piano capturing the low strings and the high strings. And then a Blumenberg pair about six feet away from the curve of the piano and then two room mics. And that was it as far as mic wow. setup. That's that's cool. Um, and then, yeah, so just, just on that question, um, so how did you find the, uh, the process of the Indiegogo campaign? Cause, uh, so just to, to give context, when I went to the CD baby music conference this last summer, um, I, I sat in the recording of their podcast, which was about the death of crowdsourcing campaigns, because, uh, I forget which one it is, but one of them got into trouble for not paying their artists. I forget which platform it was, but, and, and they, they were, their, their opinion was just, it was so much work for, not enough, you know, reward or not enough response. So how did you find that? And, you know, how did you set it up? Yeah, I think that one of the things that folks sometimes don't realize about crowdfunding is that it is a lot of work. I was lucky enough that I have a really supportive community around me and was able to crowdfund the whole album. So what I wanted to ask you is... um do you make a, a living completely for music or is it still a part-time gig or how, how are you uh, managing that? That's a great question. I am a farmer and have a herd of goats that I help care for and a flock of chickens and I grow my own vegetables as well as make music. Okay. Very cool. Um, so, and, and we, we discussed previously about, uh, about sync licensing and, and TV and film. I mean, what what is your goal going forward? Are, are you likely to do gigs? Do you do gigs currently? Or are you looking to do like 100% recording work for you know licensing on film and just be that as your focus? I've had a few sync licensing gigs that I've been a part of and enjoyed. And it's not something that I see myself doing full-time, I definitely see it supplementing my primary income as a recording artist and a performer. What major significant negative experience have you overcome, and what did it teach you? Hmm. So instead of the word negative, I'd like to use the word challenge instead. The words negative and positive uh, are kind of dichotomous black and white thinking that can lead down a rabbit hole of categorizing things in a way that I don't find helpful. So a challenging experience that I've been through is finding and making meaning after loss. The album The Light and Dark Spaces features five pieces that are dedicated to my dog star who was a blue healer and she was really my constant companion through life uh, for six years. It doesn't feel like six years. It felt like when when she came in to my life, I life before her didn't exist. It was this really amazing experience, and when she passed, it was a really challenging time. Star was 
there for me, and she oftentimes would know what I needed before I knew what I needed. It was this indescribable bond that I had the honor and privilege of witnessing, and when she passed away, there was a really big hole in my heart, and trying to figure out a way through that and to make, hopefully make meaning out of that experience was really hard. Star and I had a really special bond where whenever I would play the piano, she would come and lay her head on the pedals and um, would fall asleep with her head on the pedals. And we were connected through music in a really deep and profound way. And once she passed, it kind of really made sense for me to write about that experience. And the song Words into Ether kind of chronicles my grief of of losing her and me figuring out my way through grief into finding moments of joy again. What major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this journey as a musician? <laughs> so I'll use the word transformational there instead of positive. A moment that was transformative for me was taking a leap and deciding to go back and pursue my dream of getting a degree in music and I made the decision to go back and pursue my second bachelor's in music performance and composition and while I was uh, taking classes I had the wonderful opportunity to meet an incredible mentor Dr. Andrea Gullickson and she was so nurturing and warm and really pushed me to become a better musician and a, a better human. And what, um, I mean, what, what are some really good feedback, you know, things that you've received from people that, that like notable feedback from your music? Some of the feedback that I've gotten after performances have included folks telling me that they were moved to tears or that they were able to see a challenging situation in a new light. Um, it's really humbling to invite folks alongside me on this emotional journey and to have them say, yes, I'll come with you. Right. That's awesome. That's that's really what it's all about. Is there any anything else you'd like to touch on as as far as your business side or the emotional side from your music? I think that it's important to hold on to hope and find hope no matter what you're going through. For sure. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely relevant especially now with what's going on. So, I mean, and I I think I probably we I probably answered this question a little bit, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh what does music mean to you? Music is really a way for me to share my life experiences and my life story in a universal medium that 
connect directly with people and there's no words in the music that I write so I really think that instrumental music is universal. Music is a way that I I process my experiences in my life and have the, the humble opportunity to share that with others. Do you find it, um, when you're playing, do you find it has a, a kind of a meditative, a meditative, um, you know, feeling you just lose, you lose your, your track of time and space almost. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm playing, uh, it absolutely is meditative and sometimes late at night I'll get a song idea. Um, I find that song ideas come to me kind of when I'm on the verge of sleep. Um, and the only way that I'll know that time has passed is because all of a sudden I've been up all night and I see the sun rising in the windows. Awesome. Oh, cool. Um, so where can people find out about you and your music? So folks can find out more about me and my music on my website, algilliammusic.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at algilliammusic.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was uh, a pleasure talking to you and, uh, you know, continued success. And hopefully we'll get to uh, catch up in maybe six months or so and see how you're doing with your, um, your sync licensing, if you wouldn't mind giving me an update. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'd love to hear what you thought on the podcast social media pages. You can get in touch on facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms, follow me on Instagram at music on your own terms, or on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash music on your own terms, or just search for music on your own terms. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. Keep pushing the needle. Please be excellent to each other. This is Al Gilliam with The Light in Dark Spaces.